This week's parasha is very, very fundamental. Talks about the birth of Yaakov and Esav, the struggles between them, and the entire history of Klal Yisrael is really hinted to in this parasha. For example, we know it says in Chazal that the, all the galuyot that the Jewish people suffered with is a result of the tears that came down Esau's eyes when he found out that he lost the Berachot. We have to understand that, how that affects our galuyot. But it's an extremely, extremely fundamental parasha which needs certain clarification. We see in this week's parasha, seemingly to our eyes, a person like Esav, which is an evil person. He's Ra, he's very evil. Esav is Shav Sheker. He's the symbol of one who lives the life of falsehood. He is the root of all evil in the world. Amalek comes out from Esav. So to us, we see a person, the way we view him, is really a horrible person, an evil person. We see that also when his mother was carrying him in her stomach, when she passed the Bet Avodah Zarah, he wanted to go out. Now obviously he didn't have a developed mind to make such a conscious decision to get up and go out to Avodah Zarah. The way Rabbi Rucham explains it, it's more like a magnetic force. So it seems like he's very built within his nature that he is drawn after evil things. We know for sure he was a tremendous Baltaiva. He had a lot of desires. As he said, He couldn't even call it the lentils, the red stuff. It was so, uh, you know, big Baltaiva. So here we have a guy. Let's try to picture. We have a man who is a Baltaiva. He's a Ratzayach. He's a lowlife. He's Ra. Hashem says, Ki Esav Sonesi. I hate the guy. He's a pretty bad fellow. That's what it seems like. Now, this person, we have to, in, in general, we have to understand what purposes he serve in the world. Why should Hashem create such a person? Such an evil thing, presence in the world, there has to be a purpose for it. Whatever the purpose was for a second, we still need to understand two things. Number one, why does this evil person have to be in the same womb as his brother, who's the biggest Sadiq in the world? Same mother, same pregnancy, twins, why do they have to be nurtured together? Same house, same nurture, everything together. If there is a purpose to have such an individual in the world, then this individual should have been born to some other mother who wasn't a tzaddikist, who had a nurture in a home that was not tzaddikim, 
and serve the purpose of whatever the purpose of having an ace of in the world. That needs to be understood. And what's really complicated to any person who reads the parsha is what was Yitzchak thinking? Yitzchak was way smarter than anybody you could ever think of in your life. He had Ruach HaKodesh. He was a tremendous person. You're not taken for a fool. Even though his mistake, if you want to say, was concealed from him, the Ruach HaKodesh that was given to his wife, but it had to be something that needs to be revealed to Ruach HaKodesh. It was a very dark stick of toys. It was a mistake that was very dark. But if you, if I just finish drawing a picture in front of your eyes of the Esau that we just spoke about, about Kaiva, a Shakrin, doing all kinds of Averis that you see in Chazal that they say about him, how could Yitzchak miss the boat? And then he wants to give him the Berachot. What kind of Berachot he wants to give him? He wants to give him every single beracha. Because you see, ultimately, when Yaakov Avinu got the berachot, Asa said, there's nothing left for me. No, there was nothing left. So even if you want to say that Yitzchak didn't chop, that Asa is the Russian that he is, but Yaakov for sure he chop was a tzaddik. He's a Yishtam Yishtam That's what he does. He sits and learns. So at least go 50-50 on the brachas. You see? He didn't go 50-50 on the brachas. If Esav would have came, he would have got 100% of the brachas for Haraya. When Yaakov Avinu came, he thought it was Esav, and he gave him 100%. Then when Esav came in afterwards, he said, ah, there's nothing for me. But that, So even on the side that you make a mistake, and you think that Esav is not as bad, as we see him to be, or the way the Torah reveals him to be. Go 50-50. Why is he getting 100% of the Berachot? So we have to start the sugi. It's a deep sugi. Try to bring out one point, maybe two points today, because you don't want to overload yourself with your sightings. The first thing is you have to understand is a Chazal that says that if Esau would have lived his life correctly, which we'll discuss what that means, he would have been a partner with Yaakov Avinu. I mean, six Shevatim would have belonged to Yaakov Avinu, and six Shevatim would have been belonging to Esav. And the world would belong to both of them. They would both be the kind of like avot of Klal Yisrael if he would have went the right path. Now, I just want to explain another step. Chazal say, Vayigdilu Until they were Vayigdilu, they were going on the right path. It was when they separated later. That means he started off okay. Enough and strong enough to go on the path of being an Av. And then something went wrong. So now, the question is, but we also have an indication that the man had tendencies for a lot of bad stuff. He was a Baltaifa, he had a lot of bad tendencies. So let's try to get clarity here because I think this is a very important understanding of people. You have to understand people. Something that today's society has a difficult time with. I'll try to explain that to you. Asa, for sure, 
had a lot of taivas. And he had a lot of yitzarim. And he had a lot of needs. He had a lot of that. However, if he would have been using his koiches that he has properly, if he would be using his kohot properly, he would have been able to run the world in the business world, in the gashmias of the world, and he would have supported Torah, and he would have done it correctly. Esau was a powerful guy. He had tremendous passions. He had tremendous charisma. He had tremendous abilities. And he had a tremendous way of understanding how to run the world too. If he would have did it right, he would have been something like the way we refer to Yisachar Zevulun. He would have elevated the world. He would have elevated the world and he would have done what we call, he would have been the Av that represents Givura. What does Givura mean? Inner strength. What does inner strength mean? A person to have inner strength means he has to have desire. He has to have affinity with Gashmias. He has to be that type of guy. But he knows how to make boundaries and he knows how to use it correctly for the proper reason. That means that Esav would have represented what we refer to as Sur Merah. Sur Merah means that I do, the Ra talks to me. But I'm able to make the self-control and the boundary and understand how to use it in a correct way for an elevated higher purpose. Yaakov Avinu, he's the Ishtam Yosheva Ali. He has plenty of avoided to do and that's more the avoid of Asetov or Chesed, however you want to call it. He has the spirituality the Gashmias doesn't talk to him. The Taivas don't speak his language. He has a different work to do. And that has to be a man who's going to sit cold, cool, in Avaidus Hashem. But he's going to create the Tzura. He's going to define what the purpose of the Bria is. He's going to bring the spirituality in the Bria. And Esav is going to take that spirituality that Yaakov brings to the Bria. And he's going to apply it to the Gashmias of the world. Together, you will have a perfect world of Sur Meraba Asetov. Esav using his abilities. But I'm, I'm bringing out an Oymike. Esav's abilities was not just Givura. Esav's ability is not only Sur Merah. You have to have Kaivas to do that too. Because if you don't have Kaivas, you have nothing to make Sur Merah on. You have to chop that. Esav's tithes that he was born with. Esav's attraction to Ra is part of what makes him great. If he doesn't. Yaakov Avinu for his avoider doesn't need that. And now you understand. If Esav was using his potential correctly. His father was far from a foolish man. He knew exactly what Esav was. And let me tell you something. It was almost impossible to tell that Esav was going the other way and not going to use the brachas for the right way because Yaakov only chapped 
to rip away the Bechoyer from him when he said Haliteni now. It was like a Diaklashen, like it was a small mice. Chap something. That's all Pashit. Asaph, but he had that Natias. His father knew his Natias. His father would send him out to be tired, to go make tired, to go make trapping. He understood the man's Kaychis. He understood how he was built. And his father was trying to bring him and Mechanachim in the derech of Avoida that he would steig in. And for that he needed all the Berachot. Because what's the Berachot talk about? Kashmir's. He That would be his world. Yaakov doesn't need Brachas. What does he need Brachas for? Yaakov Yishtam, 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 He don't need the Berachot. The Berachot don't belong to him. The Berachot belong to the one who's in charge of Gashmias. That's the one that the Brachas belong to. Okay? So let's stop and, and like, like, digest this. Before Asaph went off, well, if we try to digest this, this is something that today we don't really appreciate, that there's different types of kids and different type of avoider for each person. We want everybody to look the same, stand the same. I want every one of my kids to be like this. Da, 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 da. And if not, I'm embarrassed of him, and maybe he's not going to get a shit of I? I'm going to be a disgrace to society. You push it, amaratzim gimurim. Of course, every kid has to be an Eber Hashem. And every kid has to be a Shemayim. And every kid has to understand the mission in life. But we are different, you know. And a person can't say, listen, I have typhus, I have this, I have that. I'm a failure. In our system, if you have different things that you can't really sit in the seat, Azay and Azay, you're a failure. And then once you're a failure, you can do other things. No one's a failure. Even Asaph was not a failure by Asaph had a potential to be an Av. He had a potential to elevate the whole world. That's what his potential was. That's what his father saw in him. His father was a Hacham Gadol. Who understood that. And that's what his plan was. However, seemingly, Esau, before his father was able to tell 100%, had already changed. <clears throat> he allowed that taiva to create within itself a separate world. Now you got to hear the Amkis here. What's the difference between taiva and Kedusha? Kedusha is not some shriveled up guy who doesn't eat meat and locks himself in some room and he's like one of these guys, you know, that you will never want to be a Kaddish in your life. When you see one of those guys, you'll say, I'm not Kedusha, they love Then I'm going to tell you what Kedusha is. Kedusha is a coin for bringing with Nisochim and Korbanis. You know, he's eating meats. And his mom is, that's a Kaddish. Because what, but the Kaddish almost looks like the Baltaiva, you know? So what's a Kaddish? A Kaddish understands that all of Gashmis is to serve a higher purpose. That's a Kaddish. A Kaddish can take the whole world and all that's in it and all its passions and know how to use it for the higher purpose. That's a Kaddish. A Baltaiva is a Tameh. Why is a Baltaiva Tameh? Because he looks at Gashmias as an end in itself. 
It's not a means to something bigger. It's not a means to see the Rabbani Shalom. It becomes the barrier between you and the Rabbani Shalom. That's what we do with Taiva. So in essence, in essence, Taiva, life, and saying that the world is also a world, is in itself an apicarsis. Because you're giving intrinsic existence to Gashmias, and Gashmias is not serving the higher purpose. So what I'm trying to say is like this. If you ever learn Mesil Sisharim, you'll see in the first parak, the Mesil Sisharim is busy proving that the purpose of life is Olam Habo, not Olam Hazeh. And he's giving me rises that it can't be that you were born for this world. Because why would you need a Hashem? And it can't be that you're born for this world because, uh, because there's a lot of problems in the world. Now, when I'm reading the Mesil Sisharim, I'm like, cheat my Kamash, but who are you coming to La Fuke? Mashiach Hashem doesn't come lafuke shaitan. So what's he coming lafuke? So the point is that the Mashiach Hashem is saying, Abadah, everybody's masking this Rukhliyas. Even, even Esav is masking this Rukhliyas. Even Esav is masking this Rukhliyas. Not a fool. He feel, felt after he lost Kuna, he lost Brock. He's not a fool. He understood this Rukhliyas in the world. But he also felt that Gashmir also is a world. Hashem made a world, enjoy the world, and then you do spirituality. And you know what? It's two different people. There's the Gashmias people, and then you have rabbis. You go to rabbis, you get a class. You go to rabbis, you learn a halakha. You do this, that's rabbis. Rabbis are rabbis, and merchants are merchants, you know? We do, we live nice houses, nice cars, Gashmias, the belt. Hashem made a belt, he made a belt. And even more than that, I don't have an affinity with sitting and learning all day. It's not how I was, I was built, you know? So this is the Teva Hashem gave me. This is the Bria Hashem made. So it's also Teufus HaMokam. On that, the Messiah is showing him saying is, no, there's only Olam Hav. And Gashmi is only Echatimtza to bring you to be part of Olam Hav. That's Kedusha. He never, he wasn't Danizich with a Koifer Be'ekeh that says there's no Olam Hav. That's not what the Masilas Hashem is dining with. He's dining with a with a regular from guy who feels that Gashmias is also Taifas and Malkum in itself. And he's coming La Fuki that person. But in essence, that's Shekhar. What's the Shekhar of Asaf? The Shekhar of Asaf is that Gashmias is a thing in itself. He wasn't planning on not being religious. He just wants to eat steak and french fries because it's Gishmak. Why not? Not because it's going to bring him anywhere. Not because it's going to make him see Hashem. Not because it's going to give him energy to, to, to learn. No, it's a thing in itself. The suits, the this, the that. That's Ace of Shita. And that's the Kvira. And that's the Avoidah Zorah that he's drawn to. What Avoidah Zorah? Avoidah Zorah takes all the Ashbah from Hashem and makes a thing by itself and forgets the source and forgets the plan, forgets the purpose. That's how I deserve Muhammad. So now let's understand something deep. Okay, so you got it. Let's just get the sugi before I go to the next step. So step number one was that Asaf had affinity with Gashmias, Alamazah, Taibis, all these things. He would have made an unbelievable businessman. And he was an unbelievable businessman. And a conqueror and a leader. And everything. He had it all. 
The Gemara, the Chazak appears, Dabra Amalek Teisif. He would have been a Melech Yisrael, you know? You understand? You, you want to be a Melech Yisrael, you have to understand what's going on. You know what I'm saying? A good fashtate developed. Good. But if he would have did it the right way, he wouldn't look at Yaakov Avinu as he does the Ruchnius and I do the Gashmius. We do the Ruchnius together. And this is how it works. This is how the Shukfus works. Instead, what did he do? He divided the two things. You're the Olam Haba guy. I'm the Olam Hase guy. You know, when I got to make a Brit Milah, I pick up the phone, I call Yaakov Avinu. You understand? It's like when I used to learn the Kolel Rabbi Diamond, one day in the Weko Pack at the old place, one day we got a phone call. I, uh, is there a rabbi in the Kolel available to dip my dishes when I come from deal and take off the stuff from the truck, you know? The rabbis, that's who we're here, you know? You need anything rabbinical, you call the rabbis. You know what I'm saying? You don't call the rabbis when you want to make a pool party. That's not for the rabbis. The rabbis come, they dip the dishes. You know, everybody has their own job in life. Right? So that was Asaph. That was Asaph. He split the two things. Of course there's a place for religion. It is, of course, there's a place for religion, but there's also a starker mokum for Gashmis. And that's where he messed up. Okay? You understand the situation here? Now let's understand the last point of the Shmuz. We mentioned earlier that when Esau cried, it was the cause of all our galuyot. Let's understand. So the point's like this. When Esau did mess up and he was knocked out of doing the sixth Shivati, who had to take over the job? Yaakov Avinu. Now Yaakov Avinu has to work with the Gashmis too. Correct? And that's why he needs the brachas too. Because now he's got to do his chelik and the chelik haver. And he's giving kaychus for it too. Because he can't do chelik haver without the kaychus, like I told you. He didn't have the kaychus for it. But he's given the kaychus. It's divided into 12 shvatim. The kaychus of Esav, of how to deal with the Gashmias, is there too now. Okay? Now, how did Yaakov get the berachot? He wiggled it and jiggled it, yeah? So what made it not Shekhar, says uh, the Mechdemelio? Because the point is, you're right, at the moment you want to say MS, 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 but if you didn't do what you did, then the whole world will be full of Shekhar, which is Asa. Asa is pure Shekhar. So you're acting MS right now is really the cause of all the Shekhar and the Bria. So MS is Mechayim, then you do this. So if Emes is Mechayim, you do this, so you can save the Emes of the world with this Maitzah that's a little shady. But what validates the Maitzah? What validates the Maitzah is if you live the Emes life. If you live the Emes life, then it validates the stealing of the Bechorah. But if you don't live the Emes life, and then you let the Gashmias eat you up, so then you're also living the Shekin life. You're living the Shekin life, and the whole thing was, was a Geneva. So then, that's why you get beat in Kalos. So now we understand the Tifer Zach that I said over yesterday, last week by the, by the, the Vad to the Avrechi. We said over, I heard over from Rabbi Ephraim Waxman, Meshema Chatam Sofer. I never saw his Chatam Sofer, but he says this. Chatam Sofer says that the reason why the Jewish people went into Kalos in the first place, Vayishman Yeshurun Vayivat, was because they got sucked into Gashmias. 
And therefore the tikkun of the world, the form of Shiach, the tikkun of the world is that this time we have to live in Gashmias, but we have to do it right. And that's why before Mashiach, we are going to live in a world that's full of Gashmias. That's what he said. Okay, it sounds nice. But in light of what we're saying, it's a depth. It's a big depth. Because the, minute, the Jewish people, now they have the job of not only the spirituality, they have a job to elevate the Gashmias too. To live a life of Kiddushah with the, with the materialistic world. That's their job. If you don't do your job, then everything goes back to Esav. You're a wanderer. You missed the boat. You weren't supposed to take that. You took that with the claim that you wanted to save the world. You wanted to save the world from the Shekeh. You wanted to make MS. That's why falling into the Gashmias is the thing that brings you to Galut. And that's why rectifying the problem is what takes us out of Galut. So something that we never think about. We think about Averis. We think about a lot of things. No, 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 no. We live before Mashiach. We have a job to do. And that means we have to rectify the problems that come from the world. If that's true, then based on what I told you before, means you have to have a desire for it too. That means our avoida today is the surmira, is the self-control, is being able to use the gashmis in that boundary. That's the avoida. So it has to be here. We have to want it. We have to desire it. But then we have to exercise the gevura and the din and the surmira and know how to elevate it. That's the avoida. So we need to really internalize this point and understand that. So sometimes you look at yourself and you say, you know what, I love Gashmias, what should I do? You know, people tell me, I love the finer things in life. Wow, I have a lot of respect for you. You have a very good taste. You know, I love the, the way you're wearing that. He says, Rabbi, it looks great. The whole goof is the problem, you know? So it's true, you have good taste, you, you know, you have... And he said, that's the way I was built. That's the way I was born. What should I do, you know? And I should put it in the world, and that's it. That's a problem. I'm not change, trying to tell you to change the way you were born. But I'm telling you how to elevate it. How to exercise self-control in it. How do we work it with the plan of Kedusha? Everybody has a place. It doesn't mean that if you're going to not sit and learn 24 hours and, and, and become a Machabas form of Rosh Hashiva... Or Magic Sheh, the jump into business. That's what people think today. You know, if I'm going to be a superstar in Torah, I'll learn. If not, let me be a superstar in business, at least I'll give money to Yeshivot and this and that. It's not the point. The point is to work your avoida, And you'll see where your life develops and takes you. And you'll use your kochot to be an Ebed Hashem, to be your Shemaim. Now where are you going to learn how to do that? You learn how to do that in Yeshiva. And then you work on yourself, and it'll take you to be able to use your kohot the right way. That's the idea. We got it clear? Okay, it's like this.